Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive Behavioral Health for Providence here in Oregon. I'm also the Chief Clinical Officer of Work to Be Well, the organization that oversees our Talk to Be Well program and works with our National Student Advisory Council. Here with me today are Lily and Liana, both members of the new National Student Advisory Council for Work to Be Well 2021-2022. Welcome, or I guess it's 2020-2021. Uh, welcome, and they have joined me to talk about the importance of sleep in their teen years. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. It's not intended, nor is it implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek the advice of your provider or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. So now that we've gotten those bona fides out of the way, what I want to know is, how are you doing? What is life like in the middle of, uh, well, what is now January still 2021? Um, what is it like and how are you doing? You want to go first, Lily? Yeah, sure. Um, well, currently we're in person for school, so that's great, especially during times of COVID. Um, I actually have been having a difficult week. I ended up uh, tearing my ACL last week on Friday night at a basketball game. So I am out for the rest of the year. But, you know, I'm still I'm keeping my head up. I'm still supporting my teammates. I'm being there as much as I can for them. But other than that, I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have been doing awesome, I think, during quarantine. I mean, other than the fact we can't see our friends, I've moved to, not moved, um, since it's online, I transferred to a new online school that isn't my local public school. It's an online charter school, so that's a lot different for me. Um, <laughs> it's a new schedule, new way of learning on different platforms, so I'm trying to get used to that, still getting used to it. Um, but, I mean, I kind of like the whole quarantine thing because I've brought up a lot of new hobbies like painting and reading. I never thought I would like reading until quarantine happened. And here I am finishing like two books a week. <laughs> okay, that's a good habit to get into. Uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a great habit to get into. Um, well, that's exciting. And you know, you two expressed an interest in talking about sleep. And I guess we're gonna jump right into the middle of the sleep discussion. How do you feel when you don't get enough sleep? Um, I feel like I can't function. Like if I don't get enough sleep, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be like, okay, let's do the rest of the day. I'll get like an hour into school and I'll be like, all right, so anybody else ready to take a nap? Yeah. <laughs> I have, oh, are you finished, Lily? I apologize. No, you're good. <laughs> when I don't get enough sleep, I am personally feeling that today. Um, <laughs> I have like zero motivation to get things done. I'm just like, when's the next time I can take a nap? Or when can I, it's like, can I find a few seconds to just sleep for like five seconds? Even though I know like a five second nap isn't gonna be the healthiest thing ever. But my mind's just telling me you need to go to sleep, Leanna, when I know I have a test to do or an assignment to get done. Um, so yeah, just a lack of motivation for some things and just lethargic. So let me ask you this. What do you think is the recommended number of hours for a teen to get some sleep? 
what's the, what's the recommended number of hours that you should I, I know the answer but I want to know what you think eight to ten I was gonna say the same thing because I mean we talked about it in school so I would think eight to ten you are both correct it is eight to ten hours leaning more towards the ten depending on where you're at uh, because growing takes a lot of sleep growing takes a lot of that type of energy but on the average how many hours do you think you get I'm probably more in the like six to eight range. I am seven to eight. Um, my family is very consistent about what time we wake up, and they said it's my choice about what time I go to sleep. So I kind of have to choose on my own. Okay, I know when I'm supposed to wake up. Like we, the whole family wakes up at the same time, and so mm -hmm. I know when I'm supposed to wake up. It's nine a.m., and so I'm thinking to myself. Okay, I have to go to bed around 11, between 11 and 1 if I want to get the greatest amount of sleep. And last night I went to bed at 1.30. That's probably why I am feeling a little bit lethargic today. I was watching my favorite show, and I know watching TV before bed, like with the light and everything, it keeps you awake. So I probably need to back off on that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, rule number one, <laughs> good sleep hygiene is, uh, yeah, no screen time before bedtime. Um, so, Lily, I know that you're active. You know, you just tore your ACL, so that's going to impact your activity. But I know you're active in school and sports. And, and when you're active in sports, how do you ensure that you're getting enough sleep? What do you do? Um, and what gets in the way of that? Um, so what I do to make sure I get enough sleep is I try to finish my homework during school hours, whether it be during my study hall, whether it's I have free time in another class. I always try to get my homework done during school hours so that way then when I get home after practice, I don't have to worry about so much extra because usually depending on practices, we'll either practice from 3.30 to 6 or we'll practice from like 6 to 8 but yeah. it just kind of depends on what that is. But a lot of times it's, I try to get it work done. That way then when I go home, I can just have some dinner, take a shower and then just like do my bedtime routine and I can get like a good night's sleep ready for the next day. But sometimes if that doesn't happen, it's a struggle. Usually I'll be up till, so I'll get home around eight on some nights and then I'll be up till 9.30 doing homework, and then I'll take a shower. By that time, I'm getting ready for bed, and it's pretty late. And I got to wake up at 6.30, 7 o'clock the next morning. Wow. And you got that structure of where you're facing the going to school in person, which has that set time that says, I got to be here. Um, Leon, you're in um, online school, which yeah. I think has different level of flexibility. How's this work for you, and, and what are the obstacles you manage? Um, it's definitely a lot different than when I was going in person or during March when we still follow the same schedule online. Um, but waking up at 9 a.m., I kind of wish that our in-person schools had that because um, I think I know a little bit that like um, our circadian rhythm is a lot different than other people as a teen. And it's been really, really helpful because I'm able to, I'm a night owl, 100%. So I like, I am most awake in getting my work done at night. So I like to do my homework at nine o'clock at night because I'm able to just like 
do it a lot better. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but the new schedule has been a lot better. And also with my schedule, I only have, I have my classes spread out through all the week. So today I only had one class. And oh, wow. after that, I know, I know, right? And so with this one class, I have time to choose, do I want to take a nap? I can choose if I want to take a nap throughout like one to four o'clock. I can choose when I want to. And that has helped me a lot. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that circadian rhythm and what happens in the difference between teen sleep and younger children's sleep. There's a lot of studies out there that show we've kind of got it wrong when we send elementary school kids in early in the morning because, or later in the morning, sorry, they tend to go more around nine o'clock in the morning. And we send high school students in early in the morning because we know that high school students, you know, really are the ones that um, need that extra sleep in the morning and have a harder time getting going. And we know that elementary school students tend to be up at six o'clock in the morning and they're ready to go. And then there's nothing to do for three hours. Yep. The same thing goes for my little sister. She's in elementary school and she, I'm not even joking. She just wakes up at like 7 a.m. just by herself and she's ready to go in the morning eating her breakfast, but she still has to wait for school to start. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So Liana, you're pretty open about your, your attention deficit disorder. How does that impact your sleep? I have talked with my counselor about it multiple times and she has given me so many tips about it. Pretty much what we talked about is that with ADD, I, I, I fidget a lot. Like right now my leg is bouncing up and down, up and down, up and down as I'm talking to you guys. And so when I try to go to sleep before <laughs> I got up, <laughs> yep. So right before I go to sleep, before I got some help with that, I would just, my legs would not stop like, like they wouldn't like move in bed, but it was like, I just had to move. Like I had to go on a run or I just had to like fidget with something before I go to bed. And when I brought it up to her, she brought up a lot of good tricks that I could do. And the first thing that I got was, um, it was just like yoga move that I do right before bed. And pretty much it's a really weird one, but to calm down my legs, I would sit on the ground with my back on the ground and have my le my legs, um, up on the wall and so pretty much my legs were here my back was here and i don't know why but if you sit there for like two to three minutes your legs just calm down and then after that i try to put myself to bed and i am not joking it works for me because <laughs> it maybe it's the blood pressure or something but i mean i still have feeling in my legs but i don't know that really helped me with my add um right before i go to sleep and also the other one um, was I got a weighted blanket and that was able to like just relax my muscles. And I don't know, I just felt a lot safer and I was able to go to sleep a lot faster. I love my weighted blanket. When I got mine, I, I immediately noticed a difference in my sleep. I was like, you just feel like more like relaxed. Like you have that like comfort weight on you. It's, I totally agree with you. I love my weighted blanket. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm loving your yoga move there. I think I'm going to call my daughter after this. And uh, yeah, she she struggles with ADD and she uh, struggles with that sleep thing. So I'm sending her your yoga move. All right. <laughs> but Lily, I know that um, you struggle with narcolepsy. Can you tell folks what that is and what that's like? 
So narcolepsy is a sleeping disorder that basically your three stages of sleep. I It's been a while since my doctors explained this to me because I was diagnosed four years ago. So it kind of gets a little foggy, but basically your wake stage, your sleep stage, and your REM stage all kind of are fighting each other. So basically I'm always constantly tired. So I'm, and I never get true good sleep because they're always fighting with each other. So I never get like true restful sleep. Another reason why I feel like I'm so short is because I never got good enough sleep because they always say you grow when you sleep. So that's, I'm blaming my narcolepsy that I'm 5'2". Not that being short's a bad thing, but I wish I was a little taller. Um, but basically, yeah, my narcolepsy is difficult. I've managed it. I'm doing pretty good. So basically, the only there's no cure for it because basically what it is is you're missing a gas, an important gas in your brain that makes it so all those three are like balanced and mine aren't balanced. So there's no cure for it unless they were able to like put that amount of gas that you needed into a pill, but that's not happening anytime soon. So basically I take a stimulant that mm -hmm. basically forces me to stay awake. So in the morning I'll take it and then I'll take, depending on what I have that day, I may take half a dose later in the afternoon if I have something later in the evening that I need to like be focused for and stay awake for. But I can usually get through the day on one dose and I can kind of start feeling it like after practice usually. And then when I'm doing homework at home, if it's getting kind of late, I'll still, I feel myself like kind of like nodding off and like falling asleep. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'll, so when I was, before I was diagnosed, when I, my parents started noticing that I would sleep like a obscene amount when we were in the car. Like I would mm -hmm. get in the car five minutes into the car ride. I'm asleep. They were <laughs> like, Oh, he's just really tired. And well, I was, but the one incident that really was like, okay, something's wrong was when we were skiing and I fell asleep on the ski lift. Oh, that's not safe. Yeah, luckily I had my dad and a few of my cousins with me, so I was I was okay, and we had like the bar down, so I wasn't gonna fall off. But they're like, um, that's not normal. So I did a sleep study, and then I did my narcolepsy test because I didn't find anything in the sleep study. But basically, a narcolepsy test is you have to take five naps throughout the day. You have to take five twenty-minute naps throughout the day, and in those five naps, you have to get into REM sleep. And for an average person, it takes about 60 to 90 minutes to get into REM sleep. And I was able to do it in a 20-minute nap. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. it's interesting. I've managed to do it. And I think when I am able to go to college and kind of schedule out, I think it's I'll do even better because I can take that nap in the middle of the day to, like, re-energize and just get myself a nice boost of energy. Wow, so you've learned a lot of different coping strategies for how you deal with, with narcolepsy. That's that's super helpful and very interesting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of one question I've got is social media, right? Everybody's on social media all the time. Do you set some screen rules for yourself before bed? Because uh, it's not just the light. It's also the stimulation that happens in your brain. 
How do you manage social media uh, with your sleep issues? Something that I do is um, at a certain time, I put my phone into more of like an orange or I think it's an orange tint light and you can put it on your phone and also at I think it's nine o'clock at night my phone automatically goes into like a do not disturb mode where I just don't get I just don't get notifications so I'm not tempted and during that time I like to go back to my reading because I've been getting into that lately and that's been helping a lot so not getting those notifications right next to me um I don't get tempted to just go grab it see what it is and fall into that deep rabbit hole of going going down social media and so yeah definitely the do not disturb and the yellow tint light i'm right with you i have my phone set on dark mode actually all day just because i have really bad light sensitivity and at night especially my phone i have it set so it'll just gradually just start tinting as the day goes on i do that um I've noticed that in the past few months, I haven't been on like social media like late into the night. I've been actually reading books on my phone. That sounds really nerdy, but I'd rather, but there's, I've been reading some pretty interesting books. So I've been doing that instead of checking my life notifications. Sometimes I'll just be like, oh, that person, it's probably just a blank picture. Ignore. And I'm rarely on. That's the school bell, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm only on Instagram or TikTok during the day, usually during lunch periods or in between classes. That's about all I'm ever on social media. Yeah, I've noticed that I've been on social media a lot less. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I low-key think that it's due to quarantine because I've, like, at the beginning of quarantine, I was like, yes, I have all this time to be on social media. I can go through TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat. But after, like, months of it, I just got drained of checking it and snapping people back and just seeing the same things all over again. And just lately, I haven't been on social media that much. I mean, I will go on social media because I can reach out to my cousins in Norway and reach out to them. But other than that, I've just been keeping in touch with my close friends and not being too worried about what's really going on. I mean, I do stay with um, Save the Day on uh, current events, but other than that, with social media, I'm not on it that much. And like I said, it's definitely helped um, with my sleep, not being able to check it. That's a good point. Do, do either of you use blue light glasses? No, but I know but both. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't, but I have multiple friends who do, and they say that they work wonders. Really? Yeah, I heard of them, but I don't have them. I ordered my mom a few pairs of blue light glasses with, uh, like, reading cheaters in them as well. Yeah. I ordered Amazon. Still haven't got here. So she doesn't get to try them yet, but I got them for her because she was complaining about her eyes hurting. So, and she's at bedtime, she's got her iPad in front of her doing her puzzles or reading her books. So I was like, maybe I should get you these. <laughs> so now I didn't ask you, what, what grade are you both in in school? I'm Sophomore. a senior. And you're oh, wait, did you hear both of us? <laughs> I think we spoke at the same time. <laughs> so Lily's a senior and sophomore. You're a 
sophomore. Okay. So you're in different grades, a different point in your school career. Do you think that that impacts your sleep? Definitely. Definitely for Lily, I would think. <laughs> yeah. I sophomore year was my best year. Like I was great sophomore year, mainly because I didn't have to like focus on things like outside, like freshman year. It's like your new year, like you're new to high school. Sophomore year, you're just kind of like, eh. Junior year, you're like focusing on like your ACT and your standardized tests and trying to make sure you get those good. And then senior year, like applying for college and scholarships. So there's the bell again. Um, <laughs> sophomore year was the year that I was like, I took a nice, good, relaxing year. But yeah, um, senior year's definitely different. Struggles a little bit and yeah. I think I've kind of learned from freshman year about the mistakes that of having a schedule. So during mm -hmm. freshman year, I kind of just like did anything whenever. And I, that I got I lost track of things and I would work until like one o'clock in the morning when I know I had to wake up at five. Ah! So not the best thing ever. But definitely learning this year, I have my planner and I know, okay, I'm going to uh, spend an hour for this. Um, I'm going to spend an hour for work to be well, an hour for math. Mm -hmm. And that's when I'm able to get those things done. And most of the time, I kind of give myself a little breather and maybe a nap if I want to. Well, and, and you all have talked about a lot of different techniques for how, how to, uh, you know, what helps you sleep in that. Do you have any advice for how you get to sleep faster? You know, when you're sitting there and you can't turn your brain off, what you got? You go first. Okay. Um, all my friends know this and a lot of people in the Work to Well team know this, that I am obsessed with my Calm app. I live on the Calm app. <laughs> I... I am one with my Calm app. Like I have it, yeah, right here on my phone. And when you open it, right here, I don't know if you can see it, but it's just, it has sounds going and I just open it whenever, if I have like an anxiety attack, I might go on it. And, but right before bed, I have the membership. So I have a lot of variety of stories and pretty much um, leaded, um, not leaded, led, um, Sleep meditations. I currently love sleep meditations. Maybe next week I'll do stories. But sleep meditations pretty much it kind of the person talks to you about, okay, now feel how are your legs? Are they relaxed? Are your shoulders relaxed? And kind of just clear your mind and all of that. And so having, I don't know, just me personally, but having someone talk to me going to sleep has helped me remind like, oh, I need to do this. I knew that to make sure I fall asleep faster. Um, so I do two things when I know I need to go to bed and it's hard for me to calm down. One, I will make sure my phone is completely turned off away and I'll start counting backwards from 100, like just nice and slowly oh. like counting backwards in my head. I don't say it out loud because then it's just more extra noise. I just count in my head is backwards from 100. Another thing I do when I need to go to sleep and I'm still kind of like awakened out of it, I do really boring things on my phone. 
like going through my contacts and seeing who I know and who I don't know anymore. And I'll like, <laughs> if I want to, if I have recent ones of them and eventually your body's just like, this is really boring. I think we just need to go to sleep now. <laughs> it's not very, uh, I don't know how to explain. It. It's not as well versed as Liana's, but mine's. It um, works for you. <laughs> It works, and that's the thing. <laughs> well, you've given a lot of really, really great tips and tricks for how to up your sleep game. Uh, and both of you are experienced with this, both in terms of having struggles with sleep, but also in terms of having success with some of the techniques that you've used to sleep. As we start to begin to wrap up, what's your what's your advice that you're going to give to somebody who's like, oh, man, you know, I, I don't know if it's gonna work for me. What's your advice? Before I thought about like, cause I would see people on social media or just people talk about like, oh, you just need to get a good night's sleep. I was like, oh, how do they get that? Like, and they would talk about, at the time I would think that it's so corny. Like I use this app and this is how I go to sleep. And I thought like, oh, that's such a corny thing. And, and like the counting down to a hundred, like, oh, that's just something people say. But then once I got into it, it has helped so much. I focus during the day. I feel a lot refreshed, like weight lift off my shoulders. And honestly, if you just get into it, your life is going to feel so much better once you get that extra hour of sleep or two extra hours of sleep. Yes. Another thing that I would say to people who need extra sleep is make sure you have a set nightly routine that you go through, whether it's like brushing your teeth, putting your hair up, like making sure all your blankets and your comforter and your pillows are set right. Just get into a nightly routine that way. Then as soon as your body starts doing it, it just becomes natural and your muscles just take over and they know exactly what to do. And then you're just, your body's just relaxed and you can just go right to sleep. Well, I think that is the best advice. Thank you, Lily and Liana. You have been awesome today, sharing your own stories, your tips and tricks, very, very helpful. And to everybody listening and sending in your questions, you know, we do take these shows and we do replay them on Dash Radio. And when you have questions, you can email them in and we'll answer them uh, as we go through and you'll find those answers often in work to be well. If you're looking for help with any of the issues we've talked about today, or any other medical questions you may have, you can always check us out on providence.org. And also for parents, teachers, and teens, please check out the worktobewell.org website. Learn about our fabulous new National Student Advisory Council and learn how you too can work to be well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson. This has been Talk To Be Well. Stay safe out there.